You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy everyone and welcome to the third episode of the 2020 Dragon Con Report. The countdown has still continues despite the crazy world we're living in. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon. I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. A little bit of a skeleton crew this month. Uh, Director Mike Faber is back, of course. I think everywhere there's a skeleton crew right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much true. No, yeah, it's uh, no different here on the station. I'd exactly. like to roll to hit the skeleton crew, please. <laughs> and, and as you've heard, Darren Noel is back with us as well. Hi, everybody. What's up? Besides yep. the obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, and we're going to sort of discuss a little bit more about uh, sort of the elephant on the station, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a crazy time right now. Um, the uh, subject matter that we're going to talk about today is, is in reference to the virus and its possible potential effects on Dragon Con this year. Uh, I just want to say right off the bat that uh, nothing, uh, DragonCon hasn't said anything officially. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, this is all unofficial. Uh, yeah, as far as we know, uh, the con is still scheduled to happen. It's 162 uh, and, days away. You know, they have, a lot can happen. A lot can happen, right. Uh, so, um, but, uh, so until we get official word, uh, we're just sort of speculating. But we thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about uh, especially since we know so many people are thinking about it. Uh, we see it in the groups. We see it in the, the newbies group. We see it uh, everywhere out there. So um, uh, so we are going to try to discuss that. Uh, we're going to try to keep the conversation light because um, I know that there's enough uh, scary stuff out there. And, you know, if you're listening, thank you for taking the time to listen. And uh, we appreciate you guys as always. Uh, we hope you're safe. Uh, and we hope you are uh, just dealing with this the best way you can. Um, also on this episode, uh, to talk about it will be, uh, Michelle Biddick Simmons from the drop by dragon con group. Uh, also Michael Faulkner is here with the newbie segment. Yes. And uh, he's joined by Sue. Okay, cool. I yes. didn't know that Sue I was happening too. That's all two for one. Of course. Um, those newbies, they can never go, you know, by themselves <laughs> anywhere. That's right. You know, it's, it's, it's always, the, it's Noobs. always, it's always the buddy system with them. You know. <laughs> they need a buddy system. They so you get to a higher level of DragonCon attendee. Um, we here at the DragonCon Report are the proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESO Network.com uh, site. Uh, it doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it does help us out a lot. I think a lot of people are using Amazon these days. So uh, if you could, just click on that link. Uh, just one more extra step. Um, we also have a T public store filled out with all kinds of cool designs. Uh, we've got a Patreon page as well. Uh, we've got some programming on there, uh, at the $1 level at the $5 level. And of course, uh, we, uh, encourage people to, to, you know, support us any way they can. Anything else you want to say about Patreon? Mike? It's great. Do it. 
<laughs> and thank we you. We need the that. help. We need we, the help. We really do. We really do. Um, so, uh, yeah, show your support. We do appreciate it, especially times like this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback or comment on the show, uh, you feel free to email us at dragoncounterport at esonetwork.com. Uh, we're also available on uh, Facebook and all the social medias. Uh, you can usually find us at the ESO Network. So uh, look at the ESO Network Facebook group. Uh, we usually hang out there. Uh, so we've got some some news, um, a little bit of news. But first, before we start with the news um, that's uh, sort of more official, I did want to mention that um, on March 4th, so a few weeks ago, uh, I received an email from the Weston that said, uh, Dear Michael Gordon, as requested, we have canceled your reservation for a stay with uh, Marriott Hotels and Resorts. They are the ones that own the Weston. Um, here's a summary of your booking cancellation. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, that was a surprise because I had made no such request. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got Professor X in their reservation department. They just uh, (laughs) psychically went in and decided this is what you were requesting subconsciously. Absolutely. I, uh, I found out that a lot of people had, uh, similar requests or non-requests and, uh, similar cancellations. And uh, those people, we contacted the, the West End and they said it was due to a quote-unquote glitch in the system and that all the rooms would be uh, reacquired and we would be given new uh, confirmation numbers uh, like within a week. And sure enough, I did get a new confirmation number. So uh, my room at the West End is secure. If you are staying at the West End and if this happened to you or you're not sure if it happened to you, check your reservation uh just uh you can you don't even have to bother them uh if you don't want to you can just use the app or go online and you should be able to see if your reservation is still there uh i usually like to check mine once every few weeks anyway (laughs) i take it i take nothing for granted (laughs) um also i don't know how many people are going to be listening to this before april but on april 1st is the day that uh, Weston folks are scheduled to take out the rest, the balance of uh, the deposit for the room. Uh, so, um, so if you do not have the funds uh, or if there's another quote unquote glitch, uh, there might be some issues there. So uh, you'll want to definitely check around the first or second of April, just to make sure your room is still there um, and nothing uh, has gone wrong. So um that was really interesting. I don't think it happened, even though uh, they're Marriott companies, I don't think it happened anywhere else. I think it was just the Westin. But but it's happened with other hotels for Dragon Con in previous years. I, there was one year the Hyatt dumped a whole bunch of reservations, and I was part of that group. Uh, so I, I would say if you have reservations with any of the host hotels or any hotel near Dragon Con, you should check your reservation at least monthly, if not bi-weekly, and more than that heading up to the con yeah that's a good that's a good idea um um just because just because things happen i would even do do it if you're not even at a marriott i would do it at any of them as was any hotel for a busy weekend (laughs) yeah you should check ahead for sure constantly right because most times i mean i'm kind of surprised i got that notification because i my understanding is it says like say on april 1st if the funds aren't there 
they'll just go ahead and cancel your reservation and they won't send you uh, an email saying that they did that. And this can happen sometimes if people put it on a a credit card that's going to, uh, you know, expire. If they, if they sign up in September, they put on a credit card that's expired or was um, there was theft involved and they had to get a new card issued. So it's got all new information. They'll run the old cards information and cancel your request because the card's no longer good. So if you've had any card issues, card shenanigans this year, you definitely need to call them and make sure everything's updated for sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, also check the type of room that you requested. <laughs> True. You, you know, because I've requested two beds and we've had, we were playing four people in our room. And when we got there, they had us down for one king. So oh, there's a party. It, oh, it's a party that I wasn't expected. So, <laughs> and, you know, I'm open-minded, but man, not with those people, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when I had an 11-year-old son with me at the time. Yeah, that's too Southern. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be from Alabama, so it's okay. Oh, Those those Patreons are gone. Okay. Uh, Now, as far (laughs) as uh, official news goes, um, there was a uh, volunteer meeting scheduled for March 21st, uh, the first of the year, uh, the first volunteer meeting of the year, I should say. Um, But due to current circumstances, uh, they were not able to meet in person, so they had a virtual meeting. Um, And in the virtual meeting notes, I did see... Uh, the following, again, this is not to be taken as official notification from Dragon Con, but in the volunteer meeting, they did say that uh, at this point, we are not considering canceling Dragon Con, but we are keeping a close eye on the news and having regular conversations with our hotel partners, the city of Atlanta, and a few outside experts. At the end of the day, we're going to do the right thing to make sure Dragon Con is a safe and fun experience for everybody. So that's about as close to officials you're going to get. Um, obviously, you know, a lot can happen between now and then. Um, so, uh, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, uh, the convention happens and we all get together and sort of laugh about this, this time that we've been having. Right. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this is a, a weird time for every event coming up. Sure. This isn't a dragon con solo you know, situation. I've seen cons that were coming up really quickly in March and April being canceled or being pushed back or postponed or whatever you want to call oh, it. Dude, we've had so many concerts mm-hmm. that have already been yeah. canceled or postponed. Or it's like pushed any back. public gathering you were planning on going to, you know, you're probably not going to it any more in the near future. Mm-hmm. And of course we don't know what that means, you know, while we're recording this because it's a day by day evolving thing. So I'm not even worried about Dragon Con at this point. In my head, Dragon Con's still gonna happen. I'm more worried about this next week. <laughs> and just moving on from there because it's been changing so rapidly as we're going through this whole situation. So uh going through the um going by the the you know the the sort of line that uh it is happening. Um, that's the, the, like the volunteer meeting went on. Um, the only news, uh, and changes that are being made, um, are a couple things. One is that DCTV is now breaking out into three groups, Oh, all headed by a different, uh, different person. 
Uh, there's going to be DCTV News, which is responsible for uh, more of the news and announcements side of things. Uh, I think the morning updates that are given every morning at Dragon Con, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then there's going to be DCTV Broadcast, which is going to be responsible for streaming all the content uh, out um, to the world um, during the convention. And then obviously the streaming that happens, uh, the option that you have to watch all the streaming throughout the year that's they're going to be controlling that and then dcv tv production which is going to be in charge of any original programming that they're going to do so all the little uh you know quick little fun the um uh things that they do so videos and right music videos and segments and stuff like that yeah so skits and and sort of a very various tomfoolery if you will (laughs) uh so they're gonna they're gonna be uh in charge of that so uh there's gonna be three different departments as far as i know all three are looking for volunteers so if you want to be involved in any way uh with dctv if you've got the skills if you've got the aptitude um, they need various people of various different skill sets. So um, I would reach out to them um, and I'll let you know, there's a, l- a few other groups that are looking for folks too. There's a general place that you can, if you want or interested in volunteering, uh, the best thing to do is to check out the, um, the volunteer group on Facebook, but they've also got a, uh, an email address, which I thought I had right in front of me, but uh, wait, wait. Hey, let's see how fast my internet is. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, you just go to dragoncon.org and there's a whole section on volunteering, how to be a dra- DragonCon volunteer. Uh, you can click on a link and you'll fill out a form and you'll, it tells you everything about what's in, in, you know, what, what does it entail, um, you know, policies and procedures, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So fill that form out, send it along. And if you are looking to volunteer in any specific department, uh, that's where you'll let them know that as well. And so uh, before I get to more uh, volunteer opportunities, I did want to also note the other change, physical change that's being made to the convention thus far is that apparently there's renovations and construction going on at America's Mart Building 1. So um, that, with that renovation and construction, obviously that's being delayed now. Mm, yeah. So depending on where they are in that, uh, in that sort of construction and renovation process, um, they're going to lose some square footage. They're going to lose so some square footage. That was the footage. gaming area, right? Building right. one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to lose some square footage on, uh, particularly on floor one. So they're going to be mo- moving some areas uh, to room uh, to floor three. So they don't know exactly what's moving when they're going to have to, you know, make a call closer to the convention as to what everything, the space looks like, but rest assured, if you're a gamer or if you're, um, if a lot of what you do at Dragon Con takes place in building one, there's probably going to be some changes there. Um, Regarding the, uh, we mentioned last episode, the Dragon Awards, uh, you still have time to nominate folks for the Dragon Awards, uh, your favorite shows, your favorite movies, your favorite creators. You can nominate them up, up to July 19th. So, but that's when the uh, nomination process closes. Uh, there'll be a, a slight um, period where uh, they go over the nominations and then they'll, then they'll actually uh, make the actual physical um, nominations uh, set 
and then people can vote on those nominees. So that'll happen after uh, July 19th, probably closer to August 1st. Um, as of right now, all Dragon Con superheroes programs, uh, all those events are postponed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and um, and just a lot of the other stuff that uh, makes perfect sense. Now, as far as volunteers needed, like I said, DCTV needs some folks. Uh, security, Dragon Con security. This is mostly behind the scenes stuff uh, that needs uh, that uh, what they were talking about. Security needs needs over a hundred people. Um, so they do plan on taking security and safety measures very seriously and they want, uh, all the help that they can get to do so. Uh, tech ops needs some folks, uh, the dragon con store, the art show, art show needs like 40 people. Oh, I, wouldn't, I know. Wow. Huh? Uh, volunteers needed for, uh, the guest transportation, the Walk of Fame photo ops area, um, they made a special note to say that if you want to apply to be a volunteer in that area, uh, there are going to be some uh, special requirements. You have to not be able to freak out and fanboy in front of, you know, celebrities, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Just... <laughs> I know, I'm right out. At least the both of you out, totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We already have enough restraining orders against Mr. Gordon, so it's okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. Uh, disability services, um, registration, con suite, uh, concourse stage, charity events, uh, special events. The only two tracks that they mentioned that right now are looking for volunteers are the Silk Road track and the costuming track. Um, but it's still early. So if you do want to be involved with a certain track, uh, it's not too early for that as well. You can... Um, you can you can reach out to those tracks themselves. Most of them are available uh, for for uh, discussion or for consulting. Uh, if you just go to Facebook or or Twitter or even the uh, DragonCon.org site and look up the specific track and find out how best contact to beat those people. Um, so and they're all looking for still panel ideas. Um, a lot of them, you know, nobody has a set schedule yet. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so so and won't uh, until a week before the con so stop asking absolutely and, <laughs> and also stop asking when the app's going to be available it's Come a week on, before the con <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's they've been true, pretty right? consistent about delivering that are, are at people, this point uh, at this point are people still are people asking about that right now yes oh god yes <laughs> yes let me guess it's the newbies group no no huh? no. no wow Okay, well, yes, as a reminder then that, yes, the app's not ready. Uh, to <laughs> nobody's surprised, but a very few, I think. Uh, not to make fun of anybody in particular. Um, uh, so that's the volunteer. Um, that's what was said at the volunteer meeting. Again, uh, nothing else. Um, uh, there, the other news has been slow. Uh, DragonCon has been making very, very few announcements, but they have been continued to announce um, guests. So I guess without further ado, uh, Mike and Darren, uh, let us know who's new that's going to be there. Let's start from the bottom of the list. Mr. Darren, do you want to start with the first one? I will start with the first one. It is Dr. Kevin Grazier is a planetary physicist specializing in the early solar system. He was the advisor for the TV series Battlestar Galactica, Eureka, and Another Life, as well as the movies Gravity and Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Grazier is the co-author of the Holly Weird Science series of books. 
Sean Copeland is the historic supervisor of story and franchise development at Blizzard Entertainment, where he leads his its team of lore masters. This lore team directly enables the developers at Blizzard and beyond to create with confidence when crafting award-winning games, goods, and cinematic stories content for Activision Blizzard's franchises. Patricia Briggs is a New York Times bestselling author of both the Mercy Thompson and the Alpha and Omega urban fantasy series. Briggs began her career writing traditional high fantasy novels in 93 and shifted gears in 2006 to write urban fantasy. Scott Sutherland is the Weather Network's resident science nerd, and he supplies them with a steady stream of content about weather, space weather, astronomy, and space exploration. Grace Rolek is best known for playing Connie on Cartoon Network's hit show, Steven Universe. You may have heard her voice as many characters, including Marlene in Final Fantasy VII, Louise in Lou and Lou, Safety Patrol, and Lucy Van Pelt in Happiness is a Warm Blanket, Charlie Brown. Carolina Ravasa is the voice of Sombra in Overwatch. She also worked on RDR2, GTA 5, Max Payne 3, and Just Cause 4. She's been on The Affair and Mr. Robot and does voices in cartoons for Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Netflix. Jennifer Paz is the voice of Lapis on Steven Universe. She's an award-winning musical stage actor and concerteer with uh, Broadway, regional, and international tour credits, including Miss Saigon, Les Miserables, Flower Drum Song, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, to name a few. Michael Avon Oming is an Eisner, Harvey, and Eagle Award-winning co-creator and artist of powers. Oming has written and drawn Thor Ragnarok, Red Sonja, Batman, Superman, and is best known for his work as Hammer of the Gods, the Mice Templar, Takio, United States of Murder, Inc., and many others. Didi Magno-Hall is currently the voice of Pearl on Cartoon Network's Emmy-nominated series Steven Universe and Snugs the Hedgehog in Dr. McStuffins. Magno-Hall's resume boasts an, an extensive list of credits, including theater performances, TV, film appearances, and voice recordings. Zach Callison is a music artist, actor, voice actor, and content creator who is known as Steven in Cartoon Network's Steven Universe. Hey, I got all the Steven Universe people. This is a combo breaker. Uh, Winger in DreamWorks Dragons Rescue Riders, as well as Chuck in Amazon Studios Just Add Magic and Corbett in ABC's The Goldbergs. And Jolly Behimani is the voice of Symmetra in Overwatch, Nisha in Fallout 4 Nuka World, Kala in Indivisible, Stingray in We're Alive Frontier, Miriam on Undeadwood, and more. TV credits include Modern Family, Grace and Frankie, SWAT, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Silicon Valley, and many more. Jay Novella is a skeptical activist, a science popularizer, author, producer, and host. He is best known for The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, a top 10 science podcast. Cheryl Sloboda is a professional cosplay educator and award-winning fiber artist. She's taught nationally in person and on television and is the host of Con Crunch Challenge. Philip D. Keating is the creator of Botched Podcast on Breaking the Panel, Twitch streamer and partner of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Rob Fitz is a professional makeup artist and film director with 25 years experience. Recently, he's worked on films like Patriot's Day, Castle Rock, and Shrine, to name a few. 
Jim Farmer is the festival director and executive director of Out on Film, Atlanta's LGBTQ film festival, as well as a longtime area arts reporter. Go, Jim! Woo! Cuban artist Vanessa R. Del Rey began her career doing concept art for animation. Her works in comics have been described as dark, gritty, and mysterious with great dominance of figurative work. She has illustrated Scarlet Witch, Spider-Women Alpha, and Daredevil Annual 2016. Redlands is her first creator-owned series. Veronica Dachelle is half of the husband and wife puppetry team Felt Nerdy. She and her husband, Charles Kelso, can be seen at conventions across the Southeast. Jessica Kale is featured on Nova's Secret Life of Scientists for her dual life as psychopharmacologist and stuntwoman. Dr. Kale also serves as scientific consultant for Hollywood sci-fi. Dr. Roger Altser makes and teaches people to make games for fun and human good. He's helped students find work at studios ranging from Blizzard to Zymax. And folks, that is it. Yeah, it's a short list. It's a short very list. short list. Well, as we said, they've been sort of, uh, you know, um, the announcements have been slow coming over the last few weeks. So I think most of that stuff was done in the first part of the month of March, right? Yeah, this is normal, though. There's always, yeah. like, a slowdown before we get, like, real media, like, big, big media announcements. So that's Well, cool. it's pretty awesome if you're fans of Steven Universe, though. Totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Steven! <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Darren. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate that. And uh, we will be right back after this quick word. Do you know you could take the Dragon Con report with you wherever you go? Heck, we're even now up on Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Play the Dragon Con podcast up on iHeartRadio. Playing the Dragon Con report from iHeartRadio. Playing the latest episode, the 2020 Dragon Con report episode two. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the 2020 Dragon Con report. Now, how cool is that? Remember, the Dragon Con report can be found wherever you find podcasts. See you at the show in September. Are you one of millions of people worldwide with compulsive geekiness, feeling isolated and alone? Do you wish there were people that understood the thoughts and feelings associated with geeky flare-up? There is hope and a treatment program that can help. Ask your podcast service or ESO network provider if the Nerd Bliss podcast is right for you. Or go to nerdblisspodcast.com today. Side effects may include butthurt, movie quotes, nostalgia, warp speed, becoming for clamp, becoming a brony, appreciation of cats in the movie, pantyhose, asking God what he needs with a starship, donut, muffin, or bagel, fat shoelaces, improved sense of rhythm, aiming to misbehave, nudity, and random arbitrary. Welcome back, everyone. And now uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to talk about something that uh, everybody's talking about right now. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about the, um, you know, the situation with uh, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. We've got with us our Drop by Dragon Con, uh, quote unquote, health expert. Is it okay to refer to that uh, you that way? Uh, Michelle, Michelle Biddick Simmons is with us. Uh, hello. <laughs> I don't Happy think I'm necessarily a health expert. I'm just um, I'm just someone who reads a hell of a lot and researches. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I noticed that. Uh, well, it's certainly when it comes to all things healthy, uh, you usually are go to person. I uh, I appreciate that, and I try to like keep up on things and make sure I don't give anything that's wrong. Absolutely, and and like I said, I, I there was a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, okay, but I just want to reiterate, um, yeah, uh, this is uh, a lot of this is going to be based on speculation. Um, a lot of this is going to be based on sort of the current information that we have as we have it now. Um, things could change. 
obviously, um, I guess don't take anything that we say seriously. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's gospel anyway. Right. Right. We might play a doctor on TV, but we're not real doctors. Come on. That's Dear That's God, no. Sure, sure. You always want to check. Uh, what's What do they say? Like, always check with your uh, medical professionals? Or, or yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, so, yeah, we've got this issue that we've never dealt with before. Um, obviously, gatherings of any size now are uh, being, uh, are just not encouraged at all at this point uh in some places they're down and out like illegal right Right. um Mm -hmm. so we've got um dragon con looming in september it's all in september this year which is cool um and that seems like a far time a far way away but anybody who's actually trying to get a costume together knows that that's going to happen pretty close pretty soon that's how it works don't don't (laughs) just stop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh come on you can't tell me that there's about to like i don't know at least 10 people out there getting getting their covid19 deadpool costumes cosplay oh together, my right? god now that you've put it in the universe gordon <laughs> it's gonna make happen. it so it's gonna of course happen. it's gonna happen yeah. of course thinking, that's gonna happen i was thinking covid barbie though <laughs> Oh, I'm expecting that. we will have a lot of COVID zombies. Yes, yes. Is that going to be? Is that going to be a new hashtag COVID cosplay? Probably. Maybe. Once again, Maybe. proving that fandom's not always the most sensitive group on the planet. No, but here's the thing: humor actually <laughs> laughing it ups your immune system. It actually helps your immune system. So, <laughs> and and dark humor. Yes, if you need it, go for it. It helps. It's true. It's true. So I'm going to take pictures of myself naked later <laughs> and laugh a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right. So so we've got this event looming. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't know what what's good. I think, I think at this point, when Dragon Con goes on, if it goes on, which it, I'm hoping it does, uh, I'm hoping we're at a time period. Do you have any idea, Michelle? By the way, like if if in projections okay, where we're at is going to be possible to have an event like this? Here's the way this. You guys know uh, there's a pattern with viruses, and everybody thinks it's you know oh hot weather kills them. There is that to some extent, but Australia's in summer right now, and it's being hit. Um, the way viruses tend to have a pattern is they show up around this time of year. And if they show up around this time of year, just before spring, they tend to show up again right as autumn starts. And part of it is back to school. Because one person being sick goes back to school, the kids don't necessarily get it, but they bring it to their families. And this is actually really, really common that kids won't get sick necessarily because their immune systems are better, et cetera, but they'll bring it home to their families. I, I'm hoping at this point, and I was just talking to Paul about this the other day, I am hoping at this point that DragonCon does go on because um, I kind of think that it will hit again in October. But that doesn't mean that, and this is just me speculating and like looking at the numbers and stuff, what numbers we have. Um, but this is really normal for viruses to have that pattern. But we have an issue also right now with 
potential for reinfections for people that recovered. So we're in the woods with this one. Mm, totally. Oh yeah, we're a long time until we're going to be out of the woods. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, we don't know if it's going to pop up again because there have been at least three cases in Japan where they decided the people were recovered, did blood work, there was nothing in their blood, went back and did it later, and they showed that they had the infection again. And, mm. and the thing is with viruses, viruses don't die, they go dormant. But if they're not active, you don't really see them in your blood work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, that's potential for reinfection. So that's, that's worrying. So, uh, so, yeah, so I guess, you know, it's something like, even if we are at a point where um, it's it's not spreading as much, uh, but it's still there, an event like DragonCon could 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 reactivate it so that it's uh, more active. Uh, could help reactivate it in October. Well, any large gathering, if you have someone that comes in that has an infection like this, yeah, it could start it up again. Um, how many times have we left DragonCon and? taken something away with us and it's a lot more common you know that's just how it is um but there is a there is a thing like the way viruses mutate you know everybody is so scared of mutation well mutation doesn't mean it's going to make it there could be mutations that actually mean that the virus failed because mutation is just the next version of it with some alteration and you know, there are so many more viruses that don't get us because they fail. People don't think about it. We don't hear about it. Um, we know that there are two versions of this, or at least that's what they're saying now, that there are two versions. Um, highly likely because it's a, it seems to be a slower mutator. The second version may be the one that's the lesser version. And some of the stuff I was reading, I've been reading the stuff coming out of China and Japan and South Korea and Italy. Um, I haven't even seen stuff from Spain yet, but they kind of hope that they're going to be able to, and, and actually this is going on in the United States right now too. They're hoping that they'll be able to use the blood from someone who's recovered to make, you know, the medication, well, not medication, but to be able to immunize. We'll see. I'm hoping that does happen. But you said, you know, we've never, we've never faced a pandemic where we've had to do, you know, shelter in place, basically. But we have faced this before, and people basically ignored it. Um, do you remember when SARS went through, or N1H1? Or oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That both of those are in the, the severe um, acute respiratory syndrome. They're the same kind of thing. It's just this one is the way it's progressing, and it's sneaky. Um, it, it gets deep down in your lungs so that pneumonia, you know, happens. And it's scary. And it is the first official pandemic where America's taking it really seriously. But we've been hit with this, not this particular thing, but we've been hit with a p- pandemic before on a lesser scale. It's just we, we're, we tend to be buffered because we have groups that go out and are on the ground when things start hitting so we have data and can fight a little better or our epidemiologists know a lot more the cdc usamrit etc this time we didn't have that we were really blindsided 
And that's okay. not getting political. That's actually what happened. Right. No, no, I, I, I get that. And uh, I, I've seen, you know, um, some folks out there and I've seen a lot more people talk about it just sort of the last day or so uh, about how, you know, well, you know, this compared to the flu is is nothing. Well, um, my understanding is, is that, you know, the average person, if once they get the flu, they might pass it on to an average of one, maybe two people tops. Um Whereas, uh, and then they'll pass it on to like, you know, one and with another person, another person, that kind of thing. And it slowly might, you know, uh, and if people are, have their, you know, vaccine shots for it, then they're fine, but there's no vaccine for this. And, um, and that on average people are, uh, I think uh, if someone has uh, COVID-19, they are apt to give it to three people. And then so on and so forth, and so within <laughs> a me, week allergies. or so, before, <laughs> and so before you before you know it, like you know, almost sixty thousand people have it. Yeah, well, it's also you don't think you have it with the flu. You usually know, and so you tend to, if you're not feeling well, you're going to stay home, or you're going to avoid people, or you're going to put your hand up when you cough, etc. A lot of this is people have literally no clue. My my mom and I have been going back and forth with this, and I've been trying to get her to understand. I'm like, quit hugging everybody, woman, because that's what she does. And I'm trying to get her to understand we asymptomatic literally means that. And you can be out and running around and have no clue. But I, I will tell you a funny thing. Um, you guys are in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so... How bad are the allergies already this year? Oh, horrible. Yeah. 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 They're in there, yeah. One of my you already friends, have the green snow. It's awesome. Yeah. One of my friends who's uh, down there and has horrible allergies anyway, when, when spring starts in Atlanta, and then again in autumn when it starts in Atlanta, she starts coughing like crazy. So, And she's a dragon conner. She went out to get her nails done, and she coughed, and she couldn't quit coughing. And so she looked up at everybody in the nail salon. This was like two weeks oh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> across the room from her and i told her i said you need a t-shirt that says not covid19 atlanta 24 <laughs> 7 because it's true <laughs> yeah well i mean and that's the thing that's i mean it makes it every on everybody's mind i woke up uh, last week uh with to a coughing fit and at that you know it, it was it certainly crossed my mind like oh my god yeah. you know like you know like that's that's just the world we live in right now it's scary. It is scary. And it's, it's, it's not going to get better for a while, you guys. But, but I will say, everybody's panicking about the food distribution, etc. The, the, the food chain that's, you have no idea how much food is already stocked places, just waiting to get, get shipped. And it's like, we need to take care of the truckers. I love that. Um, I think it was in Atlanta, um, outside of Atlanta, they set up, um, the the guys that usually drive to make sure the highways are okay set up a thing where they were having the the truckers come up at the rest stop and they had coffee and food set up for them and they could nap there before they went on again i love that and i think alabama's doing it too we need to support them as much as possible and keep them healthy absolutely and my brother's a trucker so he got his uh official you're okay to drive in town pass that's good two days ago because of course he's going to drive into Atlanta to get to his hub to get into his truck. Right. Of course. So, you know, that was like, oh, oh, these are your papers, sir. 
Right. And it's nice that they're doing that. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's, I'm glad they're checking people and I'm waiting for the test to actually, well, we're, as long as we're healthy, we don't need the test flat out. But we do need people to be tested because I don't know if you know this. um, A lot of people, we have some Dragon Conners actually in the hospital right now, in fact. I'm not going to say their names, but there's one yeah. that that's dealing with it right now. And she's doing really well, but on most um, most paperwork doesn't say that it's COVID-19 they're in for, because um, they'll put other stuff on there. And I don't know if it's I don't know exactly why they're not doing it because they've been tested. But it's like they're putting that they're being. Um, brought in for something else and then that and it's it's just been very interesting and I actually wonder if it's a a way for insurance companies to get around having to pay having to pay for it yeah seriously yeah Mm. I I can totally see an insurance company doing that sorry it's not covered yeah exactly we don't know about it no we're not going to cover it even though it's exactly 24 and I have I have a lot of friends (laughs) that are nurses and doctors and actually that's something that's come up recently but (sighs) It's um, a it's a brave new world, isn't it? It really is. Um, it is, and uh, I like I can only hope, like I said, that um, like Dragon Con happens. My guess is that it, if it does happen, when it does happen, um, that we're not going to get eighty five thousand people. <laughs> uh, no. I, I don't no. know about that. Honestly, I, I you think I so. Fear, yeah. Well. Here, here's the only thing I'm thinking about is if this goes into kind of a lull, you know, like Michelle was talking about around August, September, it's not like in the news geist anymore. And it's kind of died down for a little bit. If you've already paid for your air flight, if you've right. already paid for your hotel and you've already gotten your badge, that's a lot of money to flush, just to not go. And, oh, and I, I, I think a that. lot of people are going to say we're going to do the even under on it and go anyway. Obviously, that could change for them on a day's notice. But if you talk about, remember the hotel hunger games, where games, it's like oh, yeah. oh, I, I can't get a a um a reservation and I have a legacy, I'm going to lose my legacy. That's going to go into the calculation as well. I'm, I'm more concerned about people trying to fly in from overseas at this point, because I don't know. um, I don't know what, how that's going to go because I don't know if things are going to be left in place where like Europe can't just fly in, but England can. And there are bans on some Asian countries and stuff too. So, but I'm, I do see, okay, one, I respect the people from Dragon Con very much for finally putting the statement out because they had all these people worrying and concerned and stuff. And we had something happen on Drop By where someone jumped on me for putting up the thing about COVID-19 saying it'll hurt Dragon Con's bottom line. And I'm like, first of all, you don't know the people that run Dragon Con if you think that that's going to be their major concern. I'm like, their major concern is going to be the people that come to the show because they actually give a damn about each and every one of us. And so when they put that out, that made me so happy. Um, I don't want DragonCon hurt in any way, shape, or form. And saying that, I don't think that they would put a, I think that they would rather figure out a way to do it as safely as possible for all of us and keep the show going on. So I don't know if it's going to be a smaller thing 
or if it's going to be like you walk around and we have hand sanitizer and masks on, but <laughs> if we're wearing masks anyway, <laughs> not that kind of mask. I know. I know. I'm just trying to be humor I know, boy. I know. It's going to be different no matter for what. S- somehow I told you zoom was crazy for me. It just muted me. And then I'm back. Am I back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. It disappeared for a few. It says you are muted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. But, um, but I really, I, I, I do think I really pray it does go on, but I think at this point we may have that lull during that time. <sighs> yeah. I, I foresee, you know, that it happens, but yet, you know, the, the sort of damage will have already been done as far as, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that uh, economically won't be able to swing it. Um, right. Right. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to be, you know, kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to, you know, fancy that. Risk it's like, it. we might be, we might be out of the woods, but maybe not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then, you know, it seems like everything that was scheduled f- for the first half of the year is now being postponed to the, the last half of the year. So suddenly you've got a lot of competition. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of events happening. I mean, there's a lot of events right now have scheduled for September, October, November. Yeah. There's stuff Paul's doing that's been shifted um, to that mm-hmm. time as well. But we actually, <laughs> we were supposed to be getting back from New York yesterday because we were going to be in New York for seven days. And we had something happen in my family that we ended up having to cancel. And I just looked at Paul and I was like, okay, as soon as this start, stuff started, because I had told him, I'm like, you know, we're not, we're not doing anything yet. This was a couple of weeks ago when we had to cancel in February. And I was really concerned because I was like, we're not, the United States isn't doing anything yet. We're not doing anything yet. And we're already seeing what's happening. And then the stuff happened in my family and we had to cancel. And I told him, I'm like, I really think that was for a reason because we would have been there for seven days during this really glad that everything was canceled and you know we didn't have the airline story about etc but um i i kind of do wonder if people are already thinking that about dragon con but i have to tell you something so i've already gotten messages from friends saying oh you know what i found the perfect chalk uh, i don't know exactly what it is it's chalk stuff for she's got really dark hair so she's like i can do my slytherin colors at dragon con and then another friend is like, oh, my God, I just saw this image. It's from an anime I've never seen before. I'm making that costume. And I told Paul, I'm like, I'm sitting here doing Dragon Con lists because the stuff that brings me joy right now is my Dragon Con list. Even the stuff that people don't think about, but like what we're going to get at Trader Joe's and Publix. <laughs> Paul's laughing because it's true. I've been sitting here doing that. I'm like, what I need for, you know, the hotel room and how much water are we going to need this year, et cetera. So, you know, the fact that Dragon Con brings so many of us joy, just thinking about the planning aspect, this is a good thing. Yes. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, uh, I certainly think that, it, again, when it happens, there may be some, it may be a little bit different. Um, I, I don't think, like, I don't think we're going to have Dragon Con and everybody's going to have to remain like six feet apart from each other. That would be so funny to see, though. <laughs> I think all of us. Will be How would we do more. that? Walk around with just like <laughs> two yardsticks taped well, to each other, each well, hand, and go stay away, 
Stay away. We will all be in dinosaur costumes. Every single <laughs> The entire time. No, no. Time. I want a fancy, uh, pretty sparkly unicorn costume. Okay, well, as if it's blown up and your face is inside and it's still forcing that, you know, at least two feet around your body. So the next person. Oh, yeah. I'm feet, a chubby unicorn. Don't worry yeah, about see, it. See, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, did there you, you go. Did you guys see that Milwaukee, this neighborhood in Milwaukee, people got together and did a dinosaur parade? Yep, wow. that's pretty awesome. I loved that. I thought that was fabulous. It was partly to entertain themselves and partly to entertain other people and still keep the safe distance. We have, uh, it is really interesting to see uh, how innovative uh, some folks have been um, and, and just good spirited about a lot of this. Um, I think, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, of, of stuff that's been out there uh, on social media that certainly is not pleasant to read or to look at but um i will say that among the the friends and people that i follow that i associate most with dragon con they seem to overall be making the most of it and and you know having a sense of humor about it and and help going out of their way to help people about it too so um i I think you know that's that's very good to see i tell everybody the people that go to dragon con are some of the best people in the world they really are. I I I concur. I and concur. you know what? If it's I think small, any of us disagree with that. Yeah. If it's small like it used to be, where all of us could fit downstairs in the Regency Ballroom and the area <laughs> outside, I'm and Centennial and stuff. I'm fine with that. Oh, good I old miss days. those days. Yeah, I miss those days. I miss going from um, the secret room party dancing, and then going over to the drum circle. And meeting Joe Hunt, you know, photo gnome in the middle to talk to him for a little while. And, you know, going upstairs to talk to people in the bar and coming back down. I miss that. It's good old days. And yes, I love the new stuff too. And I love that we have so many hotels involved and so many more people. I love that too. But I do miss that sometimes. I've seen right before, you know, things got pretty serious. Uh, Certainly at the beginning of the month when events were still thinking that they were going to happen um, and some of them actually did happen i did see that as some of them uh some of the conventions were uh referring to themselves as touch for free events um uh, particularly where it came to uh celebrity uh signings and 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 photo ops uh no longer could you you know uh hug the celebrity <laughs> uh or have your arm around them or whatever uh photo ops were going to be like you know not quite six <laughs> feet away from each other but you know okay i'm laughing one a good for them but b i want to see those photos that needs to be a photo montage <laughs> well, of every celebrity and the person that they took photos with <laughs> all you all you have to do is look at any celebrity photo with william shatner and that'll give you an idea of he's what always it's, been like that though yeah. <laughs> unless it's your really hot chick then it's like okay <laughs> Uh, I think I just had a little moment there. We we saw him in Atlanta when he was doing his spoken word tour, and it was it was fabulous. It was fabulous. It was a great show. It was when he was zinging across stage in his little chair and stuff. I loved it, but it's so Shatner. It just you know all him all the time. I just figured we just have Lou Ferrigno do an eight hour talk. He's such a nice guy. He is. But I just imagine that what it would be if we only have like 250 attendees or whatever. And Lou Ferrigno. And Lou Ferrigno. He's That'd be fine. That's still a party. It is. <laughs> but he's such a nice guy. He's such a sweetheart. 
So, so let's go, um, let's switch gears a little bit instead of talking about, you know, uh-huh. scenarios and even if it does happen. All right. So, uh, and we, like you said, we hope it does. Um, what are, cause we've talked about this before, but now I, I want to get into it a little bit in more detail. Um, some suggestions, some options, th- protocols of what people should do in order to overall be healthy at conventions, um, like things that they can do. I mean, we've certainly talked about, you know, washing your hands, washing your hands, washing your hands a lot. Right. So, right. So, or washing yourself. Uh, <laughs> washing yourself is always say. good. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. That is always good. <laughs> not, not just your hands. Don't worry. Everyone, body. everyone staying home from work right now is practicing that. Oh, I need to shower now. moment. Cause you know, that commute from the bed to the laptop is so difficult at like seven fifty-five a.m. now. Oh, it's so. like oh, do I do I wear my sweats or do I put on jeans? You know, that type of thing. Jeans. One of one of my <laughs> one of my have, friends have, works for the Department of Homeland Security. Um, she's an investigator, and they started their um, meetings on. I guess actually they're on a secured thing. I don't know what it is, but um, and one of the people hadn't told her husband. And so everybody, all the big wigs and stuff are on there. And her husband walks behind her totally naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> walks back and he had no idea. And she's just dying trying to get the, the image, you know, removed, take the, the, the camera off. Oh. <laughs> wow. Don't. That's I just. just it mm. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> that's, that's why Michelle locks the door when she does her work. That's probably a good idea. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Paul, God knows. No, actually, it would be he would want to do magic tricks for you guys or tell jokes. No! No! <laughs> my no. husband is a professional comedian. And I'm the comedian. gay one. No! Yeah, well, you know, but my husband is a professional comedian. So ah, he, fair enough, fair enough. We're going to put him on TikTok because I don't want to get to the point where he's not doing the shows on Tuesday because he'd been doing them for 26 years mm. and I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night or the wee hours because he has to tell me a joke, which is what he does. Um, <sighs> he's done it before. Okay. So have, it, have we seen the end of free hugs? Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess either that or it's like live dangerously free hugs. Um, <laughs> start now, anything health wise, start now. Start now, start now, particularly for Dragon Con in September. Start now. Um, what they're seeing is a lot of people that have underlying health issues, diabetes, high blood pressure, a lot of illnesses you can take care of between now and September by losing weight or getting healthier, getting out even even now. I mean, the walking thing just get out and walk but don't get near people and yeah. you know even though they say don't wear a mask make yourself one of those masks don't do stupid stuff with it and wear it outside make it multiple layers because any little thing helps but don't don't be dumb about it um the i've been doing the research on the masks as i was really curious about that but start getting in your vitamins now that, that sounds odd, but it's like, you know, why they keep saying go outside. And one of the reasons why during the summer viruses die off, well, they don't die off, they go away. Um, it's, it's not even a thing to do with heat. I mean, there are all sorts of different parts of that. But part of it is getting your vitamin D by being outside. We're outside, we're active. You're active, 
you're drinking more water because you are outside and sweating and you're in the sunshine and making vitamin D. And you're also flushing of, your system with all the water you're drinking. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Well, well, and this is a, my husband doesn't like me to anthropomorphize viruses, but this is a sneaky little snot. He really is. And why got to be a he? Well, it just sounds like a he, I keep calling yeah. COVID. So I'm like, it's a, it's a raven. But, Co- um, COVID sounds like a guy's name. It really yeah, does. It does. So. But, um, well, I keep seeing, um, oh, what is that name of that movie with where she's a vampire and the werewolf? Oh, his name is like Twilight? John Corvid or something. Um, oh. But Underworld. Um, oh. I keep seeing that in my head. So I have like this image of him. Um, but it's a sneaky little thing. And everybody's trying to figure out why that particular area of Northern Italy is being hit. And, and I'm not going to, this is just my guess because I grew up in Italy, is partly because they're vitamin D deficient and it's a known thing in the area. And because the soil in the area is so um mineral deficient so if you eat the produce in that area you're not getting as much you know and that area is actually pretty well known for being more this sounds weird but it's true they're more into like junk food or fat not fast food because italy doesn't really do fast food but junk food and less produce and stuff and i'm not going to say that that's really the reason necessarily but i spent my time in italy and i know that area and great people, but they are D deficient because they don't get as much sunlight. Mm. Um, but do get sunlight, start getting your sleep, taking care of yourself, hydrating, um, start laughing more, really start laughing more. But then the things that are going to be like, if you're not the washing your hands, I see people saying that they don't really wash their hands. What the hell's that about? Even Ew. before this, what the I hell? I just like, oh, what? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, circle around. We've been saying wash yourself at Dragon Con since yeah. this show started. Well, now <laughs> I'm thinking, no wonder all of us get sick at Dragon Con if no one washes their freaking hands. It's like now they are. Now they're willing to do it. And that's um, what's surprising about all the all the stuff going out of the stores. It's like, what were y'all doing beforehand? Seriously. Look, look, anybody who's been in the men's restroom knows that a lot of the dudes don't wash their hands. Oh, it's that's true. Just, so. It's true. Um, we're, we already like have our giant bottle of the vodka stuff <laughs> that <laughs> we use for costumes to spray down cheap yeah. vodka. I, you know, when I go into the hotel room, I will go through and spray in the bathroom. And yeah, Paul's like, mm-hmm. And the remote control goes in the plastic bag from the ice bucket and stays in there the entire time after I clean the remote control and uh, there are things you can do like that. But the biggest part is if we're still in a situation where there is the potential for virus and I'm hoping, well, there's always a potential for virus. I'm hoping people learn from this. Uh, when you're in a situation where you're with a lot of people, don't drink from each other's glasses. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. I see people with, you know, the pie and stuff, passing it around and stuff. And I, I'm very nice about it, but I say no. Um, And I don't want people coming up and drinking from my straw, which has happened. And I've just given them Uh, a drink. Gross. It's, it's like, you have to just be aware of your surroundings. You have to plan ahead what you're going to do in what situation. The flu shot does help with the flu. Um, hopefully, I, I don't know that we're going to have a, a shot or an injection for this for a while. 
Um, but the biggest thing you can do now is boost your immune system and get rid of underlying illnesses that you can take care of. And also, folks, listen to the experts oh, yeah. on medication and stuff. There are people out there now dying because they're listening to the news media or political people who don't know what they're talking about right. and saying, oh, take this medication or do this. And these people are dying because they're listening to them and they're taking the wrong things. Yeah, I don't understand how people are getting a hold of chloroquine and z yeah. What's What's up with that? You need prescriptions for that kind of stuff. Well, and, uh, you know, here's the thing. There are, like, France is working with uh, the, the, hydrochlor- or the chloroquine, the hydrochloroquine, um, and z- well, erythromycin right now because they have seen some stuff. But <laughs> that's under controlled conditions where doctors are administrating it, they're, they're administering it, they're they're watching. They know what's going on. They have the person's chart. Don't just do stupid. Yeah, they're stuff they're being observed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I I've lived through two rubella outbreaks, and we were on lockdown when I was a kid twice. Um, and this is scary. Well, I had toilet paper anxiety. Like I didn't know why, and it was because I was an African one. That Paul's laughing because he he I was like we have toilet paper, but I need more toilet paper. And I wasn't hoarding. He went out early morning and actually was able to get at Target a thing of toilet paper. And I'm much calmer. And Paul's like, okay, this is weird. I'm like, I think it's anxiety, PTSD from stuff from Africa. And it's not the same thing as everybody's going through here, but it is a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the biggest part of what's going on right now for people who are working on their health. Um, comfort food. And have you noticed yourself reaching for the comfort food? Oh my God. I I love my comfort food. (laughs) I have been in love with carbs since this started. (laughs) And and I'm so glad I brought my ex back into the house because (laughs) I I had, I had nothing in here to cope with. Uh, Cause I, I admit I'm a stress eater. Right. So, yes, Darren, I know you. We've had this discussion yes. at Halfway to Dragon Con twice. Well, I was drunk twice, and we had this discussion. And uh, <laughs> it's for everybody else who listens, Michelle. Don't call me out. Um, no, if you remember any <laughs> of the stuff I told you, we were hysterical. Oh, yeah. It was uh, – I don't remember much of it because I, I was having, uh, I think, Coke Zero and uh, – Yes, you were. Yeah. Because I was like, I need to eat something, and everything here is carbs, and I can't eat anything. It was a cyclical conversation. It was very I think we ended up getting hummus, but um, yeah, the carb like that. thing. Yeah. Well, carbs, carbs are they calm our brains down, and we also tend to go for the comfort food that stuff that is our childhood comfort food. And I don't like potato chips, but I've been wanting potato chips. And I had to stop because I'm like, I don't like these, but I remember these were a big deal because in Africa, they didn't have potato chips. And so all of a sudden I had potato chips and I liked them for like six months. Mm. But, but yeah, carbs calm your brain down, but then it starts the cycle of you need more carbs to keep your brain calm. Mm-hmm. So well, it's, it's interesting though, because, because of being in the house all the time, we're not going out to eat as much. Uh-huh. And the and, cooking at home is so much better for you. Yeah. Well, I'll not boost or anything, but I've gone down um, a belt loop since. Oh, good for you. Since we've started doing this. And this Woo-hoo. is even with carbs? 
Yeah. Well, I don't need it. I don't need a ton of carbs anyway. Yeah. And or anything, you know, like if I want a snack during the day, I grab some pistachios or something like that. I have two bags of those stashed. (laughs) Oh, and you know, pistachios for me are a lifesaver because that's why the other day I put on drag on Facebook on my page. How come, you know, why can you not just eat one pistachio? I love pistachios. Oh, and they're awesome. And, but they're good sense of, you know, they're good proteins, you know? Right. They're very good. And, you know, so we've been doing that and we've been making sure like when Judy cooks, we've been doing a lot of vegetables like, you know, Brussels sprouts and, you know, broccoli and green beans and stuff. And veggies are great for you. Getting your vitamins from the actual food is so much better than actually taking a pill or anything. Right. Like, and, you know, like, and I'm not just like for me, now that I'm working at home. I'll either have a bowl of cereal in the morning with coffee or I'll have a yogurt with some trail mix mixed in. That's That's my breakfast. Yeah. And everything. Instead of like when I go into the office, they have, you know, they have buns and donuts. Oh, they have honey buns. We have a fully stocked kitchen in my office. Yeah. But they also have like granola bars, but the, you know, but the stuff with the fruit inside of it or the chewy stuff and which is so Mm. bad for you. Yeah, it is. Bad for your brain. Because your yeah. brain, your brain, you don't, you're less productive, you get sleepy, you end up craving more stuff. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. great for you. Exactly. I wish people would like keep like the nuts at work and little bits of cheese and yogurts and stuff instead of like putting out donuts and stuff. Because it, it's like you go to work. I have friends that tell me this and I'm like, I thank God every day that I'm not in a situation where I walk in and they've gone out and gotten donuts and you know bring in cake all the time and do the birthday thing uh, that would drive me crazy because i would end up wanting it because you smell it and everybody else is doing it mm-hmm. and it trains you socially to eat when they eat so i think that's actually good because you're at home so you're not being trained socially to eat when everybody else eats well see that's why i'm glad i moved to a smaller office so there is no birthday party because what's the point of buying a big sheet cake from right. the grocery store right. and bringing it in for three people so it's like, yay, I've missed out on so much cake and I don't miss it. But if it was there, yeah, I'd have two or three slices because it's there. Right, because it's there. <laughs> um, before, okay. Like right now with everybody being, you know, stuck at home, um, find things that occupy your brain that don't lead you to want or miss being around people. I've been dreaming about Marta. I've actually been dreaming about going and getting on Marta with a whole bunch of people, but it's a good dream because I know I'm craving to be around other people and hoping everybody else is okay. But it's like, I'm having to, I told Paul, I'm like, okay, this week I'm coming up with a schedule because I'm finding that that's the hardest thing for me is we are social beings, even though we're in the house so much, but I need a schedule and I really suggest that that's one of the things that we, everybody does. If, if they're finding themselves like up at night or having the nightmares, because that's starting to happen to a lot of us. And there's a really good article. I don't remember who put it out, but I think it may, maybe the New York times and it's on um, grief because each and every one of us is dealing with grief right now. And we think that it's because well, we don't even necessarily realize that it's grief, but if you're aware of what's going on and you care, then you're already mourning for people that may pass, 
not just people we know, but others. And we as human beings are, are full of love and grace. And so it's very hard for us to think about a mass loss. So find a way to, to start dealing with that now, create something to help your brain with that because your brain, you, you feel it and your heart feels it and your body feels it and you have to figure out a way to come through this because we are strong and we are gonna come through it. It's a freaking virus. It's a virus that can do a hell of a lot of damage but we have some very intelligent people in this world who are on top of it right now. So take care of yourself, self-care, hydrate, 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 wash those hands. <laughs> and wash yourself. Your, yeah, floss your teeth, brush your teeth, wash your hair, take a shower, get up in the morning, find things that make you look forward to stuff. One of the guys who's a dragon con, I was really happy to see this. Um, he posted about making soup that he he is probably not going to be at work for two more months because of the stuff that they found out about someone being sick in the building mm -hmm. and what he did was he got up and he made soup and he posted something about um how good it was and then he made himself not eat all of it because he was thinking it's going to be even better tomorrow and then it'll be better the next day and i'm like oh i love that that's just elegant because you have to slow down and, and pace yourself. Don't eat all the things. No need to eat all the things. <laughs> the things are so good. <laughs> just, you know, step away. Because it's just one of those rules. It's like, if you eat it all now, what are you going to do tomorrow? You're going to order more groceries and have yeah. a delivery I fee and a tip. And I have never used um, Whole Foods before, and I've gotten four orders from them. And it's all stuff we need, but I'm like, I don't think I like this. <laughs> it's, it's kind of addictive to have an anonymous person drop off your groceries. <laughs> I think, uh, I think also it, it can be, uh, you know, summarized by, in the words of Douglas Adams, don't panic, right? Don't panic. Grab your towel. Grab your towel, please. Yeah. And go yeah. wash Shower your hands. and use the towel. Yep. Yep. Aaron, exactly. <laughs> Great minds. Great minds. Wash Absolutely. your hands, then stick your thumb up. That's what you <laughs> Well, very cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us and, and helping us through this, this time period. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, with everything uh, happening, uh, we will see you at the con. I really hope so. I'm, I'm optimistic. Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. And if you come up and say howdy to Mike Gordon, he will buy you a drink. You know, that's his. <laughs> I'll I, I, I owe her because I have not actually, we've never actually met in person still. Me? You? Yeah. We did. You uh, her, you we her, did. It was years the, ago. You met her at one of the meet and get greets, dude. How much, how much pie have I had? I, had? I, I don't know. Was it, it was actually Mike by Favors the, pie or my pie? It was by the pool at the Sheraton. I it do. was years ago, and it was really, really quick. Like we came in and said hi, and and I we had to go, gotcha. and you guys had other people coming in, and we that's why you don't remember it. Yeah. It could be, and that's the fact that I'm just getting old, and my memory is just <laughs> crap. So just saying. So well, very cool. Well, well, then let's shall we meet again? Uh, yes, and it I will. Like... I just I'm being positive. It will happen. Absolutely, me too. It, me it too. will probably be smaller, but it will happen. 
It will happen. And and on that note, uh, we're still going to create, uh, we're still going to conduct business as usual. And right now we're going to talk to some of the newbies that are planning on coming, have questions, and we are here to answer them. And now it's time for the newbie segment, the first one of 2020. Welcome, actually, Michael and Sue this time. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Good to have you guys here. Good. Always good to be here. Well, Sue, we had you here last month. You're almost yeah. becoming a regular, so it's pretty awesome. God and, forbid. Oh, God <laughs> forbid, Dolly. <laughs> well, everybody needs a newbie in their life, so it's a good thing to have. So it's good to have you. And it's really weird. You know, we're talking elsewhere on this episode about everything that's going on with the corona and you know how it's affecting other cons and we've been emphasizing that we don't know anything yet about dragon con dragon con is playing a wait and see type thing and that's the smartest thing to do and i'm sure you guys are getting that in the newbies group of course yeah little by little you know there have been some people that ask the question you know is it still going on and of course our you know we we stick very closely to what the official word from dragon con is. So we're kind of a semi-official you know, group. And so it's, it's the, the powers that be are just keeping a close eye on what's going on with the situation. And they, they're going to make a decision when they get closer into the convention. And let's face it, 160 days is, is a long time, you know, in, in comparison. And we've seen with the news cycle and everything else that, I mean, this is rapidly evolving, even, even on every day it changes. So 160 days, it could be anywhere. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, you know, just keep planning like you're going to go. And, and, you know, if something changes, then we'll deal with it when we get there. Well, exactly. And, you know, folks, literally two weeks ago, everything was normal, if you could say that. And, you know, 160 days, it could be night and day for where we are. And this could all be just a blink in the eye. And, you know, or God forbid, it's even worse. But, you know, we'll keep you up to date, of course, on the podcast and also through the newbies group. So definitely, you know, pay attention to what's going on. And, you know, just remember, Dragon Con is coming. It's time to have fun. I think everyone needs a little bit of that right now. So I got a couple questions for you guys from the newbies group, actually. Um, the first question is, what dates... Are going to be the rate increases, and you know how does that work? Because I know, starting at Dragon Con last year, and then they give them out at the con. They start selling the memberships, and then they start like have increments of rising. How does that work? Yeah, well, it's it steps up um, as the year goes on. Like at at the convention, through about September twentieth or thereabout, it was about eighty five dollars a badge or a membership as we call them. Um, it's been stepping up about $10 or so every, every couple of months. Uh, right now we're in the, uh, looks like the 115 range. Uh, that'll be through, through May 8th uh, of this year. And then it'll step up to 125 and that's good through, you know, right around July 10th. And then it'll step up to 140 and that's what'll be through, through the, uh, the show itself in, in September. Um, and they just, you know, they do that kind of as an incentive to, Hey, if you know you're going to go buy early because it's, it's cheaper, you know, early on. Um, the caveat, of course, is that the the badges, the memberships are non-refundable and non-transferable. So you kind of have to be sure that, you know, especially if you're traveling in from from outside the Atlanta area, that you're you're sure you're going to go, you know, because it's a big a big investment to get the badge, the membership, you know, and then hotel rooms and then flights and 
everything else involved with that and budgeting for for your actual trip for any stuff you want to buy or whatever else um so it's it's just think, it's something to look at you know it's, it's a balancing game kind of a waiting game yeah however i would say that for dragon con specifically the badge is going or the membership is going to be probably the least expensive aspect mm-hmm. if, of your your travel badge and hotel um and comparatively we're talking about right now 115 dollars for five days thursday friday saturday sunday monday i mean i think the saturday badge just saturday at new york comic-con last year was 125 wow i didn't know that yeah so (laughs) i mean it's it's a good deal so if if you have the income even if you think you probably want to go i would say buy your your membership to dragon con sooner rather than later exactly if you're planning on going get it now just because it'll save you a couple bucks here and there compared to buying it at the door. Cause I know some people like, you know, it used to be, Oh, I don't want to wait in the lines. I'm just going to buy them at the door. Mm-hmm. I was one of those guilty ones at the time. So I do understand. And cause it used to be before they started the postcard system that it used to be that, you know, you used to have to wait around and sometimes the line for dragon to get your badges was around the Sheraton like three or four times. Mm-hmm. But those days are gone. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So that it's cool that, you know, they do that still with the staggering prices. And, you know, in you know, for those who are planning on just going for certain days, you know, basically Saturday is the big day. And that's when the parade is. And that's the most busiest of the days at the con. Correct me if I'm wrong, you know. I would say so, simply because the parade is is there. Yeah, I'd agree. Exactly. There's panels every single day, and there's events starting Thursday night at the con. So it's literally, from folks, from Thursday night all the way through Monday. That's pretty amazing. I would even argue Thursday afternoon now. Yeah. I, I saw some, not not just our newbie stuff, but I saw some other stuff on the schedule last year, starting around 1 o'clock, 2.30. Really? Yeah. Because I thought, always thought the wrestling was the unofficial kickoff. Well, it's official now. As of last year, Thursday is an official day of the con. So do you need a badge for Thursday? Or... Yes. Yes. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. We actually had to start badging for uh, for the newbies events, too. I did so. not know that. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, you guys taught me something. That's awesome. <laughs> And I've been going for 14 years. This is awesome. And and it wasn't it wasn't just wrestling last year either. Like they had a, a educational panel on the history of the the Sheraton and uh, and stuff like that going on. Um, you know, it, it was it was interesting to to see the stuff that was that was evolving around as as Thursday became an official day. You know, no, totally makes sense. And they also know, like our friends over at the American Classic Sci Fi Track, they do a sing along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these different things going on Thursday night. I know a lot of organizations like the ESO Network included do meet and greets on Thursday night. And so there's different events going on, you know, parties starting, parties start on Wednesday. So, yeah, yeah, so some on Tuesday even probably. Last year, there was a uh, fan history panel, like fandom history panel on Thursday, I would say evening. Because it, it fit right in between our newbies Q and A 
and the classics track Sing Along. And I, I wa really wanted to pop down there and, and sit into that panel because like that is my jam. Packed, standing room only, couldn't get in the room on Thursday at like five. Oh, that is awesome though. You know, mm -hmm. but there's there's definitely plenty of stuff going on on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Well, as we like to say, you know, Thursday is still fairly new. When I first started going to Dragon Con, they, and I, I'm not even a true veteran, you know, from like some of the oldies, but you know, when I first started going, kickoff was Friday afternoon mm -hmm. and you know, so it's just growing and growing. It's pretty amazing. There are people showing up as early as, you know, the Sunday or the Monday before now just to, to be there and to, to watch other people come in and they're even walking around in costume and everything else. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it gets insane. <laughs> Well, that's interesting you mentioned costuming, Mike, because that actually led to our next question. Dragon Con is known as, you know, very big cosplay convention. And, you know, some, one of the, our readers wrote us and said, how much crap will I get from people if I'm not in costume? Zero. Really? Yeah. Yeah, nobody cares if you're not in costume. Nobody's going to harass you for not being in costume. <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> it's a newbie. It's a, you know, it's a norm. Get up. No. Um, uh, our our partner in crime, uh, Kevin Batchelder, who, who started the whole newbies group, is not a cosplay guy. He talks about how he wears his nerdy t-shirts every day of the convention. And he is, oh, what, going on 16 years? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't think the, the man has cosplayed a day in his life. He, he wow. did cosplay. He did cosplay at a different convention, but not at Dragon Con. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, and I, I tell I tell people the story about being in costume. It really doesn't matter what you do, as long as I mean, okay, no costume is no costume. You have to wear something to the convention. You must uh, be clothed. Yes. Clothing would be good, except for your, <laughs> except for if you're going to the ABC party. But, uh, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want for whatever fandom you want or just be off the wall. There was one year when I was just really super busy at work leading up to the convention and the group of people we were going with were going to do a pirate night. Well, I, I kind of forgot about it. And so I, I told them when I got there, hey, I misread the email. I thought it said pirate. They're like, what do you mean? And so I pulled out the, the Think Geek pie shirt and I had a, you know, a nose that was a rat nose. And, and oh, wife, you didn't. You, I did. I did. Oh, my, dude. My wife even made the 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 blow up balloon uh, parrot sit on my shoulder all night. And there are people coming up to me instead of the other group people in the group and saying, "That's awesome. Can I get your picture?" I'm like, <laughs> do you do you want their picture too? Because they worked for it. <laughs> but yeah, you, you can do anything you want, and there'll be people who will be there just be excited that you're there and, and having a good time. I mean, absolutely. There's no and requirement. I, I would say I'm a, a pretty regular dragon con cosplayer, although I typically don't bring like armor pieces to Atlanta when I come. Um, <laughs> some people do, and it is amazing, but I'm not going to put that in the cargo hold of an airplane. So, <laughs> but um, you know, there are years that I have, been in costume every single day of the con there was one year that I did multiple costumes a day that was not for me it's just too much but there are plenty of people who change multiple times throughout the day and the last couple of years I've just been like I'm tired Atlanta's hot and <laughs> I have really pared it down so it's however you feel and whatever works best for you nobody is going to give you a hard time about being in costume or not being in costume yeah. 
Wow. No, totally understand that. I'm actually going to be cosplaying this year. Judy and I have come up with a cosplay. Oh, yeah? Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell it yet. Okay. <laughs> not going to tell you. I'll tell you guys off the air, but I won't say it on the air yet. Awesome. So it should be really fun. So, and because we'll need one other person for it. So it should be interesting. Hmm. So there was one recently. I started out my day at Dragon Con in full costume. And by like 2 p.m., I was just like in street clothes and the wig. <laughs> really? <just> given up. <laughs> I've seen a few people do that just because the heat and everything. It's well, just... and it's large. I started out as rose quartz from Steven Universe with like right. the big hoop skirt and the Mr. Universe t-shirt and the everything. And I, yeah, by like my 2 p.m. panel, I was in flip-flops and jeans, the Mr. Universe t-shirt and the wig. And that was it. <laughs> was that the year that you were you were power changing in the back of the track room? Maybe, maybe. I think, I think I was a Ghostbuster that year. I don't remember. There, there was there was one year I remember where you you were on a panel at the very beginning of the day, like 10, 10 a.m. You're like, I gotta be all the way over there at this time, and you just went to the very back, looked around really quick, and like, okay, go, just start tossing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely done that yeah. more than once. <laughs> and all I could do is just sit back and like, that is freaking awesome. <laughs> I respect this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is awesome, though. You know, people, I love how people, normal people who you think normal things about and everything, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're in cosplay, and it's just like, whoa, that is just awesome. And, yeah. you know, it's pretty cool. So, yes, if you want to cosplay, go for it, but you don't have to. So this is, we're wrapping up on our time already. Um, How could people find the newbies? So you want to say that one? Yeah. Just look around the con for people who look really scared and lost. No. (laughs) That's everybody. Come on. Kidding. No, uh, you can find us. The best place to find the group is on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash dragon con newbies. N-E-W-B-I-E-S. And make sure that, when you do that, that should take you to our group. If you just search Dragon Con Newbies, there is a group and a page. You want to join the group. You can follow the page, too. Yeah, group uh, happens, get, more discussion and stuff. Yeah, like. you'll get more bang for your buck of your $0 buck in, in the group if you join. And um, just make sure that you answer all of the screening questions and agree to the rules or we won't let you in. Yeah, we bots keep, allowed. We'll keep all the bots and the spammers out. That is awesome. Well, thank you, Mike and Sue. I do appreciate it. Hey, thank you. You're very welcome. We'll see you next month. So we draw a close our third episode of the 2020 Dragon Con Report. Uh, big thanks to Sue, Michael, and Michelle for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Uh, real quick, where can people find you online? Drop by Dragon Con. Facebook. There is a page and a group. It's the group. And please answer the questions so we can get you vetted and get you in. You guys do so much good work there. Um, Thank you so much for being part of that. Thank you. And thanks again to our regular station crew. Thank you, Darren. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Anytime. Like every month or so, I guess. I don't (laughs) know. That's true. Uh, Thank you, Director Faber, which, of course, none of this would be possible without your efforts. I'm the guy who just hits record. And Darren, you know, you could just say that's your time of the month. It's okay. Oh, dude. (laughs) Wow. We don't have enough time for my time of the month. 
Trust me. So, uh, yeah, we try to cover all we can with these specials, even more than we should. Um, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website. Uh, their social media outlets. All the tracks are active on Facebook, um, and they have various social media outlets as well. Uh, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find the Dragon Con Report everywhere. We want you to be part of the discussion. Feel free to join us. Uh, send us an email. Contact us on other various social media groups. Um, my name is Mike Gordon, and please be safe out there. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you at the con. That was a little awkward. (laughs) Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.